Today on The Travel Guys. In the travel news, tourism and the Delta variant of COVID are both making a big splash. We have a breakdown on what it means. Southwest Airlines offers an apology and says we will do better. And an airport piano player in Atlanta is the subject of a feel-good story. Details next in the news. As the most recent COVID surge seems to be hitting unvaccinated people the hardest and could shut down tourism once again, our Smarter Traveler segment at 320 discusses some of the reasons that you should consider getting that shot. Last week, we told you Hilton Hotels was ending daily housekeeping at all but its luxury properties. At 335, Ned Levy from Travelers United joins us to talk about the safety implications of their decision and to check in to see if the competition is following Hilton. Here on the Travel Guys, we try to keep you posted on fun things to do close to home. And at 350, we take you to Mendocino County for some summer events. Unmasked but socially distanced, we are Tom and Mark, also known around town as the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Get it on with the show, Mark and Tom, socially distanced. Yeah, known around town as the Travel Guys, I heard recently somewhere on the radio. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, but sometimes radio hosts have been known to keep one eye on the TV set and one eye on the radio. Yeah. Five, to, five to one giants. There you go. <laughs> Anyway, it's Mark and Tom. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. You know, Mark, uh, I just got to tell this real quick. A uh-huh. uh, hundred years ago when I was working at KCRA Radio, was the afternoon guy until gas went to a dollar a gallon. Then I was instantly re- relegated to the nighttime guy. And... Uh, they had a TV on in this. In the, they had a TV in the studio with a remote control right next to the board to turn the volume up and down. And since we were in the building with TV, and we were KCRA Radio News Radio one thirty two, where the news comes first, I had that TV on all the time. So when any time anybody came to visit me at the radio station after seven o'clock, there was always a TV going on and and I, I think i did that gig for like five years uh-huh. and if the tv wouldn't have been there six months and out <laughs> anyway hey uh you've been on the road mr travel guy up to puget sound and so forth what's new i went with a whole bunch of very nice people up to washington state to puget sound all week and let me just tell you we, we stay at this beautiful place in suquamish uh, which is across the water from Seattle, just off of Bainbridge Island. And I can remember we were there four mornings, I guess, four nights stay. And I can think of at least three of them. One morning it was cloudy, but it seems like every morning the weather was like perfect. And you looked out on the sound and the water was like glass. And it's 
Boy, I'll tell you what, Puget Sound is a really pretty place to play, to, 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 to be. Those people up there pay a price because sometimes the weather can be really sucky, and it can be that way for a week at a time. But when it's beautiful up there, it is really beautiful, and I really, really enjoy the place. And we had just a wonderful group of people to travel with, went up, rode the ferry boats, went around all the little towns on the Sound just supporting the economy and um, not doing anything that you know carries any real historical implications. We were just having a good time. Wow, it sounds like it. Uh, now, uh, a sports leisure vacation like that, do you guys uh, fly to Seattle? Yes, yes. We flew okay, up and- there and flew home. And then we have a motor coach that meets us there, and we have a scheduled itinerary. And we, uh, we spent four nights, like I said, across the Sound. And then every day we went someplace, either by ferry boat or by motor coach. We went into Olympic National Park one day up to Hurricane Ridge. And we went over to Port Townsend and to Port Gamble and to Paulsbow. And so we were, we were bebopping around all over. One day we went, last day we went back into Seattle, went to Pike Place Market. There is a wonderful place to eat lunch uh, or dinner. There at Pike Place Market, I should mention, it's called Cutter's Crab House, and it's right at the north end of the market. And the prices are not – I mean, they have a great location in a town like Seattle with a view of the water. So you're mm-hmm. paying 5 or $10 extra for all that because their rent probably blows people's mind. But mm-hmm. they're really nice people there, and they really do a terrific job. They're not seating a full restaurant right now, uh, not – because of distancing, but because of lack of staff, which many restaurants are struggling with. But they did a wonderful job for us at our uh, closing lunch on Thursday. And I just, I really recommend that place. If you're going to Seattle and you're taking someone special and you want to have a nice a, a, a meal with a nice view, uh, that is really a great place, either for lunch or for dinner. It's called Cutter's Crab House, and it's just north of uh, Pike Place Market there in downtown Seattle. There you go. There's Mark's dining tip for today's program. Excellent. All right. At the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we do our best to bring you up to date on what's been going on in the travel news. So with that, let's do it. Here's Mark. So we've been following this whole thing with the governor of Florida and the Center for Disease Control and COVID-19 vaccinations the governor doesn't want people to have to show proof of a vaccination to get on a cruise ship in florida the cdc says that you can't they don't want you getting on a cruise ship without a vaccination i can kind of sort of see the governor's point from an economic standpoint but i kind of side with the cdc especially if i were getting on a cruise ship i'd want to know that the people who were getting on there with me were vaccinated so this last saturday just before our program went on the air sunday the court an appeals court sided with the cdc and said indeed you'll have to show proof of vaccination now florida has asked the u.s supreme court to take up the case and ask them please to make a decision on whether or not people should have to show proof of vaccination to get on a cruise ship in florida so stand by i i i I really don't see the sense of putting a whole bunch of people on a floating petri dish without knowing what their vaccination status is. I suspect most of the people who cruise would probably feel the same way, but who knows? Uh, California bars are going to start demanding proof of vaccinations as uh, COVID is spreading. Uh, We also have the travel bubble between Australia and New Zealand has popped. 
Those folks have been, you know, kind of able to go back and forth between countries, but now not so much. Italy says it will require proof of vaccination or a negative test for many social activities, including indoor dining and visiting museums. So I think you can kind of see a trend here. Um, it, it, the deal is you go and you get the shot, and then that's your, that's your passport to every place. I mean, really mm-hmm. and truly. Um, and we are in, in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. A gentleman wrote into one of Chris Elliott's websites who is a doctor, and I thought he put things rather, rather eloquently. So we'll talk about that in the next segment. Southwest Airlines, we talked about this last week, Tom, about how they have had had some troubles lately. Yes. Uh, on time. Well, the, the, yep. well, you know, I mean, it was a little more than Southwest uh, normally has uh, compared to, you know, past history. But the thing that everybody was asking was, was why. And their on-time record generally is among the best in the industry. If you throw out Hawaiian Airlines, which gets most of their on-time record from little 20-minute flights between islands in Hawaii. So you have to kind of kind of throw them off the list when you're looking at on-time records. Southwest is generally close to the top, but not so much in June, 62.4%. In June, 67% for the first half of July. So way, 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 way down. And Southwest had been pretty quiet about it. This this week, they issued a press release. They said uh, they pledged to do better in the second half. Their chief operating officer uh, said they need to do better, and they will do better. Let's see what else did he say here that was of any real substance. He said uh, Southwest is offering employees incentives to work on scheduled days off or is adding workers in several of its large cities. So as we kind of reported here, uh, from what insiders were telling us, Southwest has been working shorthanded. And so it's not kind of a dial that you can fix. You have to hire more people. And if there aren't more people to hire, then I guess you can get your current people to work more. But the downside to that is ultimately those people are going to wear out. And then you're going to kind of be back where you were. You're going to have more mistakes and and more issues. So anyway, Southwest says that um, – they. Planes will be less full as summer vacation season ends. That will give them more recovery options. Recovery, a word in the airline industry for, you know, you've got a plane that's that's chronically late all day long. How are you going to fix that? That's your recovery. I think they'll be better in August than we were in July, and hopefully we'll be there by the end of the third and fourth quarter. We'll be back where we wanted to be. So um, other than the fact of kind of admitting that there's a problem and sort of hinting that there may be a little bit short-staffed, which I'm going to suggest you as most of the problem. At least Southwest is saying something, uh, as opposed to most of the other carriers who are just trying to do the very best they can with the people that they have. Once again, you know, a lot of these guys gave people incentives to leave early or to go away for 12 or 18 months, and those people are apparently not interested in in returning they were they were paid off they're out on the beach somewhere mass we mentioned masks are coming back all over the place uh, seven counties in the san francisco bay area are asking even ma- vaccinated people to wear masks uh when we were up in puget sound last week i noticed that yeah and seattle is a pretty progressive community so i would say probably 25 percent of people who were out were wearing masks there were a lot of tourists. Place were reasonably crowded. Uh, you can't really, when tourism is going full speed, you can't really socially distance. I mean, you're in Pike no. Place Market. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it, 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 you're going to be proximity to others is going to be high, uh, and and are close to each other. Here again, the only safe bet is uh, in those situations is uh, 
wear your mask. That's it. I, when in doubt, you know, I mean, just keep one in your pocket and and throw it on. I also think it sets a socially good example, getting ahead of ourselves. That's the next segment. Uh, let's see here. The Department of Transportation, this is really kind of an interesting little tidbit. Want you to know average domestic airfares in the first quarter fell to $260, which is 50% lower than the average airfare in the first quarter of of 1999, 21 years ago, 22 years ago. Of course, the DOT doesn't mention that fares no longer include two checked bags in most cases. Free seat selection, like it did in 1999. Complimentary in-flight meals, remember that, when you used to get fed on the airplane? And seats with, actual, meal. <laughs> seats with actual padding on them. Today, Coach has as little as 29 seats of legroom compared to an average of 34 inches back in 1999. So, oh, my. If, yeah. So airfares are down 50%. A lot of people would argue that the amount of space, the amount of amenities – the the reasons the, the comfort scale on uh, airplanes is also down fifty uh, percent. So anyway, kind of interesting. Here is I think this is the most interesting travel news story of the week. Tom, Argentina creates an ID for non-binary people. Argentina's president Alberto Fernandez announced on Friday on Wednesday. I'm sorry, a new national identity document for non-binary people. The goal is to guarantee the right to gender identity to people who don't recognize themselves as either male or female. Um, This is just really amazing, particularly for a South American country um, to do this. Uh, The the president of Argentina said there are a thousand ways of loving and being loved and being happy. What does it matter to the state to know uh, the orientation or, or the desires of its citizens? Uh, This is really quite amazing. The U.S. State Department said recently that it is working towards adding a non-binary gender option to passports. So congratulations to Argentina for stepping out and seeing an eat and stepping in there. That's uh, be interesting to see who follows next. Yep. Pretty, pretty progressive. I see that being a box to be checked. Yeah, where, you know, male, female, non-binary. I mean, uh-huh. it's just a matter of time. Yeah. I, I, in, a I, lot of, in a lot of situations. I agree. I think that you are correct, sir. Canada says the border will open on the 9th of August. The United States says, well, maybe on the 21st of August. There are a lot of complications here. Uh, we told you last week we thought that the border was going to open up before the end of the summer. Still feel that way. It appears as though Canada maybe is working that way faster than the U.S. It was funny. Canada was ahead of us in vaccinations, then fell dramatically behind, now has surged back ahead. So Canada is actually a little safer place to be, uh, especially if you're vaccinated. You're going to be around a higher percentage of vaccinated people. So sometime in August... I believe the border between the United States and Canada will open. U.S. and Mexico, I don't have quite as much insight into. That, of course, has been closed also for more than a year. A couple of more quick things here. A traveler was arrested for making a bomb threat after arguing about bag fees. A Canadian man uh, was speaking to an Air Canada employee in the Fort Lauderdale U.S. airport when Uh the two engaged in a heated verbal argument over additional charges for baggage and that the airline had a no-cash policy. Apparently, the man extra fees he wanted to pay cash when he started to walk away from the air canada counter without his luggage the employee told him he needed to take it 
The disgruntled traveler responded by telling the employee there was a bomb in the bag. No oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> you know that, that's when 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 you let when you let uh, you know your temper get the best of you uh-huh. and you make a remark that uh, you shouldn't have made. What was the final outcome? Arrested, charged with making a false report concerning planning a bomb, explosive, or weapon of mass destruction, now faces up to fifteen years in prison. And honey, I'll be late for dinner. <laughs> One more story here: the Atlanta airport. There was a pianist who plays uh, in Concourse A there. Um, he's been playing the piano for seven years. He's now suffering from kidney failure. And so a motivational speaker, Carlos Whitaker, um, stopped to hear him, heard him play. The two guys struck up a conversation. Uh, the, the piano player shared uh, the fact that he had uh, kidney failure and some of what his story is. He's on dialysis nine hours a night, comes and plays the piano four hours for every day. So the motivational speaker mm-hmm. got on the Internet and set up a little account um, on Venmo with a cash app and with a way to tip the pianist to listen to him and tip him. And uh, over $60,000 has been raised. What a cool story. Um, yeah, guy plays great. the piano that's in the concourse in Atlanta. And uh, so congratulations. Yeah. And that's your travel news for today. And we are the Travel Guys. Don't forget now you can... Uh Get links to a lot of the things that we talk about, including our special guests coming up in the back half of the show at TravelGuysRadio.com. Next, we're going to see if we can get a people, few people vaccinated that have chosen to kind of wait. Stick around. If you're on the edge and you're looking for a few good reasons to make it happen for you to get that shot, stick with us here on The Travel Guys. Hey there, it's Mark and Tom, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. The back half of the show, we're going to talk about, uh, well, the implications of... uh, no longer having maid service in your hotel room, and a great look at great things to do, all kinds of exciting things to do up in the Mendocino County area. That's uh, coming up on the Travel Guys. In the meantime, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. I was just going to interrupt you there for a second. Do you think it's whining to say, I want maid service? Does that sound like whining? Because I'm on the I'm on the I want maid service side. I mean, it's what makes yeah, a hotel special. Are. If I wanted to go home to an unmade bed and an unempty garbage can, I can just go home. Maybe we should call it something else. How about room service? No, that's that's when they bring you food. Maid service. So you like to have your room cleaned I, well, and your bed you know, made. I just I it's just something that I've stayed. I mean, I spend a lot of my time in hotels. So right. now, um, as growing up as a kid, did your mom come in and make your bed every day? And so when you came home from school, uh, no, the bed was made no, and you were ready no. to... That was a constant fight. I, I, you know, <laughs> mom, mom used to, you know, you would get things. There were rewards if you made your bed so that, you know, she could get you to, to, to do it. But and I, you know, I mean, I don't think you could, I don't think you can equate whether or not you cleaned your room as a kid to whether or not it's okay to like to have a clean hotel i didn't have to pay okay i'm sorry we digress we've only got a short period of time to cover a lot of stuff so take it so take it away there all right so uh, mute your phone yep here is our uh here is our 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 letter this comes from a 74 year old physician who wrote wrote into uh, one of chris elliott's website he says as a 74 year old retired physician i got the vaccine as soon as i was able to do so the risk i love to travel 
The risks of being of getting the illness and its possible very serious consequences greatly outweigh the potential risks of this vaccine. We live in a society that does need us to have some consideration for our fellow man, in quotes, and likely 90% of us or more show this every day, from stopping at stop signs to simply not being intentionally rude to others. Helping protect others from this disease is part of our social contract and not part of any political or ideological movement. There are genuine reasons not to get the vaccine, allergies, compromised medical status, etc. Those individuals also have a responsibility to lessen their risk towards others by things like social distancing and wearing masks. If tens of millions have gotten this vaccine without bad, bad effects, what remains to be skeptical about it? Oh, yes, that everyone who gets this vaccine will be dead in 100 years. That's a medical fact. Take it from this retired 74-year-old physician. Forgot about that scientific fact. So anyway, I thought that was kind of an interesting take. Mm-hmm. You've been kind of conservative on this. we got a minute here. What's your position on all of this? Well, you know, um, I think if anybody's listened to our previous programs, you know that uh, I am all about uh, getting the vaccine. I've never once thought that uh, getting the vaccine was going to make me sick. Uh, I think the here again, it's all about it's all about the long term. And the long term is the vaccine will help us to eradicate the virus Uh and so, you know, I'm all for it. I've got my two, I, and I think everybody should. Well, uh, and when you're and out I'm, traveling, it's a little scary because you, you're, you're, every room you go into has some people who are vaccinated, obviously, and some people who are not. Anyway, that's just one take. Um, everybody has their own. In the back half of the hour here, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about the vaccine and also going to tell you about some great places to go in Mendocino County. That's all coming up next. Stick around. We are the Travel Guys here on the radio. It's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Follow along and links to our special guests at TravelGuysRadio.com. The burning question, how do you feel about those housekeepers not coming into your room to make it up anymore? You know, uh, you have to yeah, empty your own trash. Uh, are you up for it, or you like that same old service you used to get with a smile? I know Mark is a big fan. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not emptying my own trash. I'm not making my own bed. Why am I staying in a hotel? In the, what am I paying for in a hotel? If oh, Anyways, we have an expert with us here, uh, Ned Levy from Travelers United, who has joined us previously and, of course, uh, Charlie uh, is a regular guest on our on our program here. Ned wrote a great article on Travelers United, which I am I will invite you to if you haven't read it already to see. Uh, the link is at travelguysradio.com. After we get done here, you can you can go and check it out. Ned, what do you make of the whole thing? It kind of sounds like maybe some big hotel corporations are taking advantage of an opportunity to lower their their costs. But then maybe a lot of people don't want housekeepers in their room. What What do you think? Well, I think the, there's no doubt the hotels are taking advantage of COVID. They're using it as an excuse over and over again uh, to cut away services that used to be part of every single room. And in, in the last two weeks, Hilton announced that they're permanently ending daily housekeeping for all their hotels 
except for the luxury brands. And um, I think it's a big mistake uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, I was just at a uh, hotel this past weekend, and uh, there was trash in the hallways for hours at a time uh, before somebody got around to picking it up. Yeah. Uh, there was trash in the rooms, unless you took your own trash out and put it in the hall or called the front desk saying, please pick up my trash, which sounds to me to be absurd. But the thing that I really worry about more than anything else, though, particularly in light of recent developments where cleaning staff at a couple hotels, um, one of them was in Chicago and the other one was in Denver, where housekeeping uncovered uh, people who were planning to do some kind of mass shooting, apparently, because they found lots of guns, ammunition. In one hotel room, they even had body armor. Um, after the Las Vegas massacre a few years yep. back, hotels started to make sure that if you put that do not disturb sign out for days at a time, they weren't going to allow that anymore. They were going to send somebody in, and it was the housekeeping staff. So whether you wanted them or not, they were going to come in at least once every 24 to 36 hours, check the room, make sure that no one could uh, put together an arsenal of guns and ammunition for a big shooting. Well, that stopped. I've spoken to some housekeepers about this and rooms Mm -hmm. do not get proportionately dirty over time. Um, housekeepers say that if they haven't been in a room for three days, it will be five times dirtier than it would have been after one day. That people who, oh, many people who decline housekeeping are not good housekeepers themselves, and that, you, you know, f- half-eaten food and things, and you have smells in the room, it takes a lot longer to clean the room, you're much more likely to have an issue that could take a room out of service. But, I mean, this is just what the housekeepers that have been telling me. Well, I'm probably accurate. Well, I, th- I think the housekeepers are right. Um, I, I was in Atlanta on the weekend, and I, as I walked by a room, what a disaster area. There, oh. were, there were pizza boxes <laughs> all over. Uh, there was a Chinese takeout boxes oh, all over. It, it was going to take several hours to clean that room. And that wasn't done in one day. Well, and you see, I'm one of these guys, Ned, who when I come back to the hotel at the end of the day and I walk in the room and the bed is made and the trash is taken out and the bathroom's all tidy. And, and I'm one of those guys who leaves the housekeeper two or three bucks because um, housekeepers are probably the most underpaid and underappreciated people in, in hotels. This probably isn't going to help them a whole lot. Um, I always leave a few bucks for the housekeeper. So I generally find that my toiletries have been nicely arranged on the countertop and, you know, maybe Maybe an extra amenity or two have been left. And I, I, I have a good relationship with, with housekeeping people. And to me, part of staying in a hotel is that is opening that door and having the room be all fresh and smelling clean and stuff like that. Sounds like you might be one of those people, too. I am. Um, I, I want someone in there daily. I want the trash picked up. Uh, usually I have a snack or two, as does my wife. We want the room clean. And we want extra towels, and we want the towels to be fresh. You know, unfortunately, one of my pet peeves in many hotels is they want you to keep reusing the towels, but they never supply you 
with enough towel racks or hook places to dry them out in between use. Right so, on Ned. You, know, you got to get fresh towels. Right on Ned. Yeah. Absolutely. You got, two, you got two bath towels, and there's there's no real place to hang both of them, Let them so that you could re- – and, and Absolutely. You know, I don't use new towels every day at home. I'm perfectly happy with for a couple, three days with the same towels. Just give me a place to hang it up so it can dry. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We're talking with Ned Levy. But, Ned is uh, with Travelers United, um, one of our favorite consumer advocate groups. And uh, by the way, uh, we'll put a link to Travelers United and also to Ned's story, as I mentioned, at TravelGuysRadio.com. Travelers United is a membership organization. It's uh, very few shekels a year. Uh, they send out some really good information. If you are someone who travels regularly, I find it to be one of the best resources for guests and things on the radio show. The, the accompanying piece to this is the prices aren't going down either, even though you're give, getting less service. Nope. And, and that's, that's um, really, as you mentioned at the beginning, Ned, it's it's an opportunity for the hotels to say, well, you know, some people don't want day, daily service. So I really am confused, though, with the with the whole thing that happened in Vegas. That made so much sense that you wouldn't you would not go into a room for multiple days. You want to know a little bit about what's going on, even if they're trashing the place. You at least want to know that mm-hmm. uh, they're not killing each other or planning on doing that to other people. So let me ask you, Ned. Hilton is a pretty mm-hmm. big brand, a lot of properties. Um, I've been yeah. carefully watching Marriott, and I, I'm a top-tier Marriott guy, and so... You know, I've been watching for signs of what their reaction might be. Have you seen anything from any of the other major brands, uh, Intercontinental, uh, which uh, for folks who don't know is is basically a Holiday Inn, uh, and and their affiliated brands, or Marriott, or Best Western, or anybody like that, that they might be following in Hilton's footsteps here? I believe they will. I'm seeing some signs. I think... They're just not going to announce a permanent change like Hilton did just now. They're going to wait to see what happens with Hilton. I've seen on forums a lot of people complaining bitterly, we're never going to stay at Hilton again. I don't believe that talk. Um, People are going to go to their same familiar hotels unless they get a really bad experience. Well, the thing that kind of concerned me just a little bit is uh, a USA Today article referenced um, some folks who were staying at the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego. Now, um, for mm-hmm. those who don't know, the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego is probably, arguably, one of the two dozen most beautiful historic hotels in the country. I mean, it's really a top-notch property. I haven't stayed there for a couple of years myself, so I can't attest to the immediate condition of the hotel, but it's a really nice place, and it comes with a huge price tag to match because it's right on the ocean. It has a reputation, and yet this hotel, the Hotel Del Coronado, does not fit into what Hilton calls its luxury brands. So here's a hotel where you're paying $400 a night, more than that if you're in in, in one of the bigger rooms, and you're going to have to tell them to come and give you housekeeping, and I, I... I, I'm not sure that's going to fly with all the people who pay that kind of money to stay in hotels. I agree. We're going to have to wait to see how it shakes out. Um, for those who have been traveling through the pandemic, this is what we've had throughout the pandemic, or worse, 
people uh, have not been particularly complaining from what I can see in the last two months as leisure travel stepped up. The big question is going to be when the elites start really traveling, the business travelers uh, who have not yet started, I expect them to start this fall, uh, maybe a little bit later in the summer. That's when we're going to see because the elites who have shown loyalty expect to get that back and they're going to expect housekeeping. Ned, thank you. As always, very generous with your time. Really appreciate thank you. uh, your your points of view and also the work that you and, and Charlie and the crew do there at Travelers United. There's not a whole lot of people in Washington, D.C. standing up for the travelers uh, who are moving around, but you guys do a pretty darn good job of it, so thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. That's great. Ned was uh, uh, had a lot of great information. Uh, you and he are have a lot of things in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess that we sort of do. All right. One more uh, lap to go here on the Travel Guys. We're going to take you up to Mendocino County. There are some really fun things coming up over the next couple of months. So if you're not looking to go across the country or around the world, you just want to go down the block, we've got some ideas coming up next for you here on the Travel Guys. All the leaves are Well, for heaven's sakes, it's us again, Mark and Tom, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. When I think of Mendocino County, or Mendocino, period, I think of the famous song by the uh, Sir Douglas Quintet from years ago that was pretty eclectic. I don't know how many people remember it, but I certainly do. Mendocino, one of the most beautiful places, and we've got a special guest uh, Rounded up to talk about what's going on there. Mark, introduce our, our buddy today, would you? Our guest is Travis Scott. He's the executive director at Visit Mendocino County. And um, they have figured out a way in this kind of, as we try, kind of tried to slide the rest of our way through COVID, I think, here. Um, they have a terrific calendar of special events coming up. And I'm, I'm eager to talk to, to Travis about them and about how they're how they're going to do this all of the schedule and still keep people safe and stuff. Travis, welcome to the Travel Guys. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Travis, before we get into some of these, you've got a list here of top 10 escapes. And I want to tell everybody listening that if you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, we'll have a, a the entire release here from Mendocino County with the links to every event, not only the ones we're talking about, but others on the list that we don't have time to get to. But I guess, Travis, before we talk about all these incredibly fun things to do, how are you dealing with the whole COVID thing? And some folks are vaccinated, some are not. Keeping people safe and stuff. Those of us in the tourism business right now are are, are kind of walking the tightrope. How's it looking in Mendocino County? Yeah, thanks so much for asking that question. Um, you know, I have to say that our, our county is incredibly um, socially responsible. You know, we have a, we're a small community. We have a small medical uh, community. So our resources are not unlimited where we are in our corner of uh, California. So it's important to us that we are making sure that both, you know, our community members, our tourism and hospitality staff and team members, as well as our visitors are, are safe and well cared for. Uh, the beauty of some of the events that, that we're holding this year, uh, this summer and fall, um, is that there, you know, we've got an outdoor focus. We've got plenty of space to keep people safe and distanced and, uh, and uh, still have a great time. Travis, let's talk about a few of these special events. One that caught my eye here, um, there actually 
It's actually in, in around twice. The second time is the first part of September the 3rd through the 6th, the Flynn Creek Circus. It's eye candy with enchanting backdrops as aerial stuns and dynamic feats blend with an enchanted fairy tale circus production under a vintage big top. It sounds like fun. Can you tell us anything about it? Yeah, so it's a great show. It's it's a classic circus show, like they said, under a vintage big top, uh, which is nice because, you know, they've taken the sides off the tent. So there's it's fairly open air with space for people to, to enjoy. But uh, the, the thing that makes it really cool is um, there's no animals in this show. It's all live human show, and the, the, the dancers are just spectacular. And, and not only that, as, as, as you just described them as no animals but live humans. And I think <laughs> live humans. When, when you said that, I'm, I just says I'm there. <laughs> live humans. Live humans. It comes up a image of... You know, bringing a, a planet. I went back to Planet of the Apes there just for a for a second, Travis. That sounds pretty cool. Give us an idea of the cost. Uh, do you know the the, the the ticket range on on the Twin Creek Circus? Yeah, tickets go anywhere from twenty five dollars a person for adults up to a hundred dollars a person for VIP care. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, interesting. Um, in August, there is an event that you've been having for over a quarter of a century. Um, art in the Gardens at the Botanical Gardens of Mendocino. Tell us a little bit about that event. Yeah, so Art in the Gardens is actually one of my, my favorite happenings in Mendocino County each year. The Botanical Gardens span from, they're, they're nestled in between Pacific Coast Highway 1 and the Coastal Bluffs. There's about 40-something acres of um, spectacular rhododendron collection. Uh, Dahlia Garden that is, is out of this world, and it goes all the way up to the edge of the Pacific Ocean. The great thing about this is throughout the day, they've got, you know, you imagine 47 acres with artists sprinkled throughout the garden, live music happening all day throughout the different sections, food and wine tasting. So you really get not only do you get to stroll through the beautiful botanical gardens on the Pacific Coast, but you also get to see spectacular beautiful art while you're doing it and you know you also get to you know taste some of uh our world-renowned wine and uh some of our our local local delicacies from from our from our chefs my personal favorite right now is is uh staying in the water towers of the village of mendocino uh that's a really cool way to experience wait 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 hold on hold on hold on the water towers the water towers. Yeah, the water towers. The water towers. Yeah. So, uh, in the village of Mendocino, back in the late 1800s and early 1900s, you know, the water was captured in a tall tower, right. and then gravity pushed it down into the house. Well, okay. now with the advent of running water and plumbing, those water towers are turning into to hotel rooms or cottages or overnight oh. accommodations for guests to stay in. So, you know, you <laughs> climb the stairs up. And uh, you're at the top of the world, basically overlooking the ocean with a 360 degree. I think there's about 10 of those units available in the village of Mendocino. In September, the Mendocino County Fair is held over weekend. And before you, you, uh, you, I turn you loose on that, as Tom was kind of saying, and you were alluding to here, um, some of these spots in Mendocino, to get over to the coast is going to take you three, maybe four hours, depending on where you go and how leisurely your drive is. So definitely... 
you definitely, if you're going to do some of these things you want to do overnight, and I want to suggest to you that some of these are probably two-night stays so that you can spend the day getting there and have a nice dinner or, or, or have part of the day, have an entire day to enjoy things and then get up at a leisurely hour and, and make your way back. And there are, Tom, in answer to your questions, the, it, your question about hotels, there are, there's a non-ending variety of hotels in Mendocino, um, many of them uh, in the budget category, some really nice boutique-type properties, and you get over to the coast and, and specialty things. Anyway, sorry, Travis. Um, tell us about the Mendocino County Fair in September. In September, uh, let's see, I think it's the 17th through the 19th, is the Mendocino County Fair and Apple Show. And that's at the, it's at the county fairgrounds in the metropolis of Boonville. And... <laughs> That's in the Anderson Valley, which is uh, most most known for the production of and growing of Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Alsatian varietal wines. Have you been to the county fair before? Yes, I have. I'm a, a native to Mendocino County, so I grew up going to the county fair. So what's your favorite? Okay, so then you would be absolutely the man to ask. What's your favorite part of the county fair? Uh, my favorite part of the county fair is the sheepdog trials. Really cool experience to go see the sheepdog trials. It's not something that that you see often anymore, um, and they do some incredible, incredible work. Wow, that's um, that does. I, I've never great. heard. Of, I mean, I've never even heard of something like that before. So they they these are trained sheepdogs. Are they competing against each other, or is it kind of an exhibition? Correct. Or nope, it, they're competing against each other. It's it's a really spectacular mm-hmm. show. Yeah, this is um, is this where where you know the they have the sheep and you have to move them from one pin to the other. And the the dog will, under the direction of its owner, do that. Uh, take them out of this area and, and take thirty move sheep all by itself. And... Move it up. Sure, you obviously you never saw the movie Babe. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm with you now. I'm with you, Tom. Listen, um, you know Boonville, Tom. Um, you got to go back. This is this, this is something that you may remember. I do. Um, Johnny Carson was the guy who made really made Boonville famous years and years and years ago. They have a Kind of a little language there, a little dialect that they speak among each other. Do you know anything about this, Travis? Uh, I know a little bit. I know uh, there are still a few people of the old timers who speak bootling. Um, yep. Bootling. And yes, bootling. It's, a, it's a form of, of English that they've kind of created and twisted to make their own uh, kind of like their own, uh, language. Thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah well, they, exactly. Carson used to have the guys from Boonville on. I mean, he had them on uh, three or four times, and um, he was always very enamored by him. Anyway, I digress here to a quarter of a century back. <laughs> we have been talking with Travis uh, Scott. Travis is the executive director of Visit Mendocino County. We're just talking about some of the special events that are going on up there. Travis, before we wrap this up, is there anything quickly that you'd like to, to tell us? I will tell our listeners that all these links to all these events can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. Anything in closing, Travis? Great. No, thank you guys so much for having me on today. We welcome uh, everybody to come to Mendocino County and stay a night or two and uh, enjoy the room to roam and find yourself some happy. There you go on the twisty, turny roads to see live humans and yeah, I should see That's live right. live humans. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Travis, thank you so much. We'll we'll check back in with you again down the road. Uh, Mendocino has always been a big destination for uh, sports leisure vacations, and I'm sure for many folks from Sacramento. And when I got this list of kind of cool stuff here, I I love the the sheepdog thing and stuff like that. Thanks again, Travis. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Nothing like twisty. a live human or two. 
I know, and Twisty Turny Roads, Live yeah. Humans. <laughs> it's the place in Mendocino. Yeah, babe. She plays to go. All right. Well, we're I've got thirty seconds here, wrapping it up. Another, another adventure of the travel guys. Next week on the program, something special. Mark, tell them we're about gonna it. see what your opinion is about this whole housekeeping thing. Do you want the housekeeper in your room or not? Do you want to pay for it? Do you not want to pay for it? In the meantime, dance like nobody's watching. All right, my friends. Don't forget travelguysradio.com. Check it out. See you next time. Stay well. <laughs>